ladies and gentlemen, to yet another episode of the Three Wise Guys Podcast. Yeah, come on, Slate. But yeah, let's go. <laughs> you know, I really, I really like that uh, that sound effect. The issue is, <laughs> I'm very, very candid here. You know, our, our audience can hear this, but it's 36 seconds long. We're not that important yet. You know, that we need a 36 second long applause, maybe, okay. maybe some point in the future, but we're just not that important yet. So maybe I got to find a shorter one for that. I but welcome. What about the one you used last time? I the lo- the clap one? You disagree? Wait, I disagree with what Arya said. Let me get this off. Okay. We <laughs> okay. are that important. Okay. If you oh, don't yeah. think so, I think so. Okay, buddy. All right. I deserve 45 <laughs> seconds of applause. <laughs> 45. Yes, dude, does no one know this is Ski Mask, the fucking slum god in the building? <laughs> <laughs> He's important as shit. Okay, Ski Mask is not You're that important, appara- but I am. <laughs> You're also apparently uh, important enough to forget the amount of time that applause was and artificially extend it by um, an- another six seconds. Mm. So, I mean... Pretty fucking important. Yeah, I remembered yeah. it was 36 seconds, buddy. I just knew was- I deserved longer. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so you so it was intentional. It was. <laughs> <laughs> just, just making sure, you know. Okay. Ladies and gentlemen, ladies and gentlemen, before before we go down this this dumbass rabbit hole any longer. <laughs> no, I'm just you know what? Like, okay, can we talk about that? Like it's less likely that D f- memorized something like incorrectly and more likely that he's going to artificially inflate it <laughs> because of his ego. Like what? Like, are we just, are we just accepting this? Or, like what is going on here? Yeah. That is, this, so is right. he, I need this is not D. D is not in the building anymore. This is whoever is underneath uh, that mask. Uh, this uh, is uh, someone uh, else. Uh, this uh, is somebody uh, else. Okay. Oh, so shit. ladies and gentlemen, I don't know if you remember this, but we tried to do a video a long time ago and it just didn't work out. And, you know, our good friend in the ski mask here, he he, he had made an appearance as well. Um, Luke, I don't know who you're pointing at because I think it's your microwave that, that had the issue. Um, <laughs> Can we leave the microwave stuff alone? <laughs> but you know what? We're good now. We're back. Everything's okay. I... And you guys are noticing our videos on, which is awesome. Sorry, Luke. Were you going to say something? <laughs> I was going to say, I, I refuse to believe I'm the only person in this world that has that problem. <laughs> you like, absolutely I'm, are. Like, not okay, I can't even or, lie. Like, this is like, Arya's trap right here. Like, don't don't speak yeah. about it. Like, don't fucking speak about it. This is Arya fucking okay. laying a no, trap. No, 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 Arya, no, no, no. He, he, he brought it up. No, 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 no. He brought no, it up. Just, he brought all it up. I'm saying is this. All I'm saying is this. You know, like, I never expect things. I anticipate things. So, you know, I anticipate that the podcast is going to go big places. And one of the reasons I hope that happens is because I can start fact-checking some of this artificial, like, bullshit. Because, oh. you know what I mean? Like, I'm not going to go on, like, Quora and ask, hey, does anyone else's internet like disconnect when the white microwave is on? You know what I mean? Because I don't I don't trust Cora. Like I trust our audience. Right. So I'm trying to like scale to the point where I can ask this and like one other this is how we know we made it as a brand, guys. Mm. So I'm saying this right now. We know we made it when one of our audience members has the same internet problem as okay. I like that. I like that as a measure <laughs> for like, you know, going up. I actually really like that. So you know what? I'll, I'll put money on it right now. I'll put money on it. I'll go across my whole street. <laughs> 
I'll ask every single person, does your internet cut out when your microwave turns on? And I guarantee everyone's going to say no. Your street, is, your street is bougie. I see the type of microwave you have, bro. Like, no one's going to have... Bro, that microwave probably enhances the internet. Yeah, and honestly, like, bro, and honestly, we don't want our audience to be on Arya Street, like, if I'm really being honest here. Like, like fuck your neighbors, Arya. Yeah. <laughs> Not that okay, important. thanks. I, I appreciate that. Yeah, no, I clearly am. I clearly am. But okay. Anyway. Anyway, I'm trying to move on because I tr- I'm trying to address the elephant in the room, which is Arya is literally wearing a jacket you know right now. This is, I'm, I'm like, really glad you brought this up. He's in his mom's basement. We're, we're indoors. That didn't know. Like, yeah. 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 First of all, the we're first indoors. of all, the basement's cold. Second of all, this is just uh, this has this has this, honestly, this, I'm not I'm not cold. You know, I'm just wearing this to be a dick. So I mm. I, I did some shopping this this weekend. It was it was a lot of fun. Oh, actually, no, it wasn't. It was a lot of stress um, because Luke and I, we went to the mall. <laughs> we was, this is a lot of stress, man. Luke and I went to the mall and, you know, actually, we, we had a very nice lunch. We went to Scatterbush. We had some pasta. Luke had, um, Luke, what did you have? I had the gnocchi oh, and chicken. That's right, gnocchi and chicken. I had the mm. the pesto. It was like a pesto shrimp linguine, but I substituted the shrimp for a sausage. So that was really good. Um, wow. Anyways, after that, we decided to go to the mall because I just had the craving to buy something. And, you know, so we get into I'm gonna there. I'm going to interrupt you know, this story yeah. here to go. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. I know, I know exactly what you're going to say, too. Yeah, no, I'm gonna I'm gonna interrupt this story because on Saturday, like I was running some errands with my uncle, and uh, <laughs> the guys call me, and like on a Saturday, I expect like the guys to call me because like you know they get together and like you know, you know it's like okay, yeah, you know they might call me, have some shit to say, there might be a motive, and Arya says, "Hey, D, we're going shopping," and like I don't know for some reason, a lot of bells that, you know, had man shit inscribed on them just started ringing. <laughs> and I'm like, huh. <laughs> like, this might be acceptable for my sister, you know, acceptable for my mom, my aunts, ex- acceptable for my female friends. But for my bros, just calling me, being this excited to be, like, you know, shopping or to go shopping, like, fucking 1 p.m. on a Saturday afternoon. I really don't know how that made me feel. And from the way I'm you describing know, it, you guys can tell where I'm leaning, but I'm just going to stick to it. I really don't know how that made me feel. So, you know, what, uh, it, 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 it made me feel great because shopping is man shit too, man. Shopping <laughs> is man shit too. Don't let anyone convince you. Are you sure it's not mom to, shit to the viewers out shit, there? No, hell no. Shit. To the viewers out there, uh-uh, hell no. To the viewers out there, you know, watching, I got your back. Retail <laughs> therapy is okay. Bro, anyway. Wait, wait, I'll, I'll, I'll say one thing. I'll say one thing about, uh, actually, I don't know if I want to say this, but I kind of do. My my one thing is like, I feel like there are a ton of guys out there that among their boys, they will vehemently like say that they hate relationship shit. Like for example, shopping, (laughs) right? Mm. Another example would be like, you know, staying in and baking or like, I guess that would be more like extreme, but they actually low key like it. You know what it's I mean? Funny. Like they do low key like it. They just don't want to admit it because, as you say, it's not mansion. Yeah, yeah. There <laughs> you know what I mean? This is and, fair. And, and, and I'm not I'm not defending Arya's behavior <laughs> because Arya's behavior was 
some manipulative shit because <laughs> don't fucking act I'm surprised Arya I'm done I'm done I didn't... Arya's Arya's thing see Arya did pull some like girlfriend shit because it started with like I just want to check out the <laughs> yeah is some dumb shit like that and you know what I mean like that's the thing like my, my mom or like if I was in a relationship my girl says that to me I know what it is but because Arya said it to me I'm like oh okay we might you know like go buy some snacks for like you know we might just like we might just walk around for like you know like less than an hour trip in total for sure though i don't need you i don't <laughs> listen the last thing i need you to do <laughs> the last thing i need you to do is lie to our audience okay because i told you from, no, 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 okay this is not productive i told you i'm getting excited i told you from the jump <laughs> i want to go and buy a jacket i told no, you that's not what you said i said this i said this Wait, all right. D was there. Before we left the house, I said this, Luke. I wasn't manipulating Wait. anyone. Wait, listen. So I like and 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 to the audience, yes, I'm not trying to like, you know, emasculate people <laughs> that go shopping. Like shopping can be mad shit. But like you guys know where I'm fucking coming from, okay? Don't take me too seriously. If you do, I'm sorry for you, okay? Anyway. <laughs> This man calls me and says some shit like he's like, yeah, I'm going to go to the mall and like look around and shit. And, and I had a problem with this very specifically because of what Luke's is saying, like, or alluding to what Luke is saying. I feel like when men go shopping, we don't say we're going shopping. We say, oh, I'm going to go buy exactly. Or, and I think I actually said said this on the phone. Well, shut up. Because it was on the phone. I said this and you were like, oh, actually, I think I might buy a jacket or something like that. You first said shopping and I was like, yeah, no, like men say, oh, I'm going to go get like these specific shoes or, oh, I'm going to get like that, like, Mm -hmm. you know, like some jeans or I'm going to get like a jacket or I'm going to get like three or four shirts. Like men are usually like pretty specific in terms of, oh, what they're doing when they go shopping but when you hear oh i'm going like shopping like just going to like you know roam around the mall and you know just window mm-hmm. shop and look at shit yeah that just raised some you know rang some manship bells in my head that's all i'll say yeah well you know we had a, we had a blast i don't care what any of you guys say <laughs> all, because you did know you and, and here, here's yes i did and here's why it was stressful because yeah. i saw too many things i wanted so oh, yeah. <laughs> we go yeah. to the zara <laughs> We go into we go into the Zara, and I'm looking around, and I wanted I wanted a puffer jacket. That was the first thing I said to Luke. It was like Luke, and you don't act like I didn't say this because I pointed out your puffer jacket as soon as you got to my house. Yeah. I was like, oh yeah, I was thinking about going and getting a puffer jacket today. So I was. Specific. That's exactly what you said, though. Yeah. You said I'm thinking about going to get one. Okay. Also, you said I wanted a puffer jacket, and then you went and proceeded to try on like 20 people. Yeah. Okay. And, I mean, that's listen. That's because I don't leave stones unturned. Okay. Okay, listen, you guys are trying to make this out to be a bad thing. I'm thorough. Okay, that's all this is. Anyways, so we get to the Zara. We get to shut the fuck up. We get to the Zara. We get to we get to Zara, and you know, I see this one coat. It was really nice. It was um, actually I see this one first that I'm wearing right here. I was like, "Ooh, this is nice." Yeah. Right? I didn't try it on right away. So then we moved around, and I tried this other one on. It was like corduroy. It was beige. It was pretty nice actually. So I tried that one on. I really liked it. I think I was ready to go with it. The line was long, so I was like, "All right, we we can buy this online." Luckily, there was a a QR code on the jacket, so I just put it up on my phone. I added it to my cart. And I was like, all right, I'll look at this later. Okay. Then I look again at this jacket. I was like, this is a nice jacket. This is a really, really nice jacket. So I was like, you know, let me try it on. And then I became torn. 
I really, I really couldn't handle it. I don't know. I just, I, I added it to the cart and whatnot. And then I, I go home and Luke and I are chilling. Luke's playing video games at one point And I'm just trying to figure out my dilemma. Cause I'm like, I'm going to buy something tonight, <laughs> but I just don't know what. So I'm sending messages to like everybody. I know sending oh them pictures God. and screenshots of these guys. Like which one? Do I Some get? man shit right there, and it was it was honest. And I listen, I you wouldn't believe the amount of men I sent this to, and they were getting back, they, they were coming back with, to me with answers. Okay, they were coming back to me with answers. So suck it, anyways. <laughs> so you know, I'm I'm sitting there, and then I basically decided to okay show show them the other jacket, show them the other oh, jacket. Oh wow, show okay, them. yeah, wow. <laughs> bro, take this. Yeah. In. Okay. I'm like I'm like one by the way, I, I like the corduroy jacket more personally. Like I, I, I saw that on the shelf and I was like, yo, you should definitely try this on. Um I I personally like it more. I think it like it fits more outfits. Can you wear, can I, you I really wear like the, the corduroy jacket? Oh, yeah, yeah, put it on, put it on, put it on. All right. And sorry to our audience. This, it was it was so funny because it's like I come back to Aria's place and it's like if anyone knows me for a long time i've never had a game system in my life so like whenever people have game systems I'm like i, I want to play it so like i'm playing far cry 5 i think and i'm like an hour and a half in to playing this game like i'm just sucked into this game right turn around Arya's still on his laptop i'm like yo yo what are you up to he's like oh i'm still messaging people about the jacket <laughs> i need to figure this out <laughs> this is <laughs> this is an hour and a half since we've been back from the mall and an additional an hour and a half into my gaming <laughs> this guy's like i'm still messaging man but yo tell me this jacket doesn't look nice i, does, I like, it does. I like, this I like this jacket too this one's cozier this one's way cozier this is I don't know. I like both, honestly. Like, if I'm being yeah. honest, like, so that's the thing. Both. I like both, so I just said, "Fuck it, I'm gonna buy both." And Dude, that ended up being the right decision. <laughs> So here's the thing. Here's the thing, right? Like Aria, I, I want to make this extremely clear. Mm -hmm. The problem here is not that you bought both okay. at all. Okay, not at all. The problem here was your approach. No. In you know what I think the problem here is? You know, you know what the problem is? You, you know, know what the real problem is? is? You two. What? You two, you two are the real problem. <laughs> you guys are the real fucking problem here. Because here's my point, okay? The moment we were at Zara and you were like, ooh, should I just get both? I knew what the final outcome was going to be. <laughs> so I like in my mind, I'm like, why are we spending this extra like three and a half hours of debating? Cause it's like the outcome is for sure. Aria is going to buy both of these. Like, there's no question there. You know what? So, we came to a decision at the end of it. All right. Nobody was harmed in the making of this decision. That's the only thing that matters to me. I'm happy. And we'll see. Maybe I return one of these by the end of the month. I have 30 days. If I don't like it, I just pass it out. I think I think they look good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Now like you got. That. Now you just gotta find some events to wear these jackets yeah. too. So know? I'm. Yeah, I'm gonna. I'm going out uh, Wednesday night, and then Thursday night is um, is is Sarah's event. That was uh, Cult Nuevo. Uh, tickets are sold out now, but I guess just as I guess put it on for the for the community. Cult Nuevo is a project um, that Off the Record has done. Uh, we can link that in the bio as well. But basically, it just brings together local artists um, in the city, rap, R and B, um, rhythm, you know, those kind of things. So definitely something to keep an eye out. They'll probably have more events in the future. This newest one is just the showcase is going to happen. I think on Queen Street um, Thursday night. But uh, there's going to be industry. Professionals 
professionals, musicians, you know, food, things like that. So I'm sure they'll have more in the future, but I guess just like an impromptu like promo. I think that their mission is really, really cool. It's actually kind of in line with what we want to do as well. So um, good to see that they're doing something for the community. And I'll go check it out. And uh, yeah, I will return to you guys. Yeah. But yeah, sorry. That was that was that was the first event that I'm gonna wear one of these two. <laughs> anyway, longest fucking like intro we've ever done in our lives. But um, yeah, um, you know, uh, boys, I want to give you guys a shout out. Was talking to my mom just before the podcast started to help me to make some dumplings, and mom's like, "Oh, you're gonna go do that thing today?" And I was like, "Yeah." No. And I was, she was like, "Oh, like it's like." And she was like, you know what I mean? She was like, oh, it's pretty like consistent, cool that you guys are still doing yeah, it. Yeah. You know what I mean? Because it's like, yeah, like take like, and the boys know this about me. Like, I'm a very spontaneous person. I'm, I get attached to things, not necessarily attached, but I get excited about things easily, right? So it's like when I get excited, I start thinking, like my brain starts fucking firing, and like I'm like, yo, we could do this and this and this and this and this. So my mom has seen this like her entire life, and she knows like most things. I start. It doesn't mean anything. Like, you know what I mean? Like a month in, a, a month. That's too much credit. Like a weekend, it's like it's done. So it's like you know what I mean? Like she, she, she is kind of like seeing us do this every Monday, and she's like, "Oh, this is pretty cool, right?" So, uh, oh shit, I guess I exposed ourselves. We record this on Monday, but um, yeah, you know. So a quick shout out to you guys for uh, Mama Zoo. Um, we love yeah, Mama shout Zoo. out Mama Zoo. We love, we love doing Mama this, Zoo. and we, we will Mama continue Zoo. doing this as long as we can love it too i love the consistency even even some of my family like my aunts and stuff like they know like my monday evenings are like booked like booked <laughs> out. Like, and, like, it's, 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 like it's pretty cool man like we've we've been at this for a while so yeah i'm with it shout out to absolutely us. i think like officially a year at this point because yeah. i know earlier we had like our soft year because it's like we started some episodes earlier but then like those are really like we didn't have like a flow and everything going yeah. on at the mm-hmm. time um, I think, but yeah, I man, like, I think, uh, sorry, I was going to say, I think at December, the beginning of December, December 12th or something like that is going to be our one year. I think. Nice. I think, nice, nice. I think, I think, yeah. yeah, yeah. <clears throat> but you said something interesting. But yes. Anyway, today wanted to chat to you guys about something I've been thinking about for a long time. So, you know, I, I've gone through many phases in my life, uh, following religion at certain points, following my own philosophy at certain points. And, you know, I feel like, you know, when you kind of dive into philosophy, there's a very common um, principle. It's this idea of nihilism, right? Which is essentially this idea that, you know, nothing really matters. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? And I've been thinking about how that as a concept can be very empowering, but it can also be very demoralizing. And I'm kind of wondering your take on it specifically. Is it like the idea of doing anything and it doesn't really matter? Is that like something that motivates you? Or is that something that demotivates you? <clears throat> wow. Uh, All right. Way to, way to just throw us into the heat on this. Topic. <laughs> um, you know, yeah. You, like if, if you really, I think if you really boil shit down, nothing matters. Think about what happens after we die. We don't know. I we don't I mean, know. We don't know. Really sure, exactly. Right? No, that's the whole point of <laughs> we have no idea. None whatsoever. Well, I mean, you know, the people who are still living know what happens, but like even that is just a bunch of nothing. Think about how many people get forgotten after they die. So in that regard, I think everything that you do just kind of like stays on earth once you go away. 
and at that point it's like okay if you're not there to manage it keep it alive like what's the point of it you know like at the end of the day what's left is it what you leave for your kids is it what you leave what if you don't have kids is it what you leave for your family what if you don't have a family is it the legacy that you leave behind i mean are like who are you trying to impress you know people you don't know i i guess i don't know people have different values on it i think in the grand scheme of things tangibly it doesn't matter right intangibly i really think that the value that you give your life and the things that you do are what matters the most but even at that is like you gave it value so if you're not there anymore who's no one's there to give it value no one's there to assign it any value so it's like does that really matter either i don't know i'm being kind of like pessimistic about this but i think that's the whole point of this entire topic right it's like you're you're asking like is it motivating or is it like you said liberating or terrifying i think specifically were your words and yeah i don't know if you ask me i think it's quite liberating (laughs) because it actually gives me the courage to just go and do whatever because it doesn't matter right it's like I'm, let's say something's getting in my way. I want to not do X, Y, and Z because I'm scared of failing or whatever, or it's something, the wrong outcome happening. But if it doesn't matter, then the outcome of it shouldn't matter anyways. If it's something you want to do, you should go ahead and do it because fail or win, that's not the important thing here. It's the experience while you're still alive of doing it. So for that reason, I would say that I would approach this in a, matter of i think it's liberating i think it's quite liberating actually i know oh i actually don't even know if popularly it's terrifying i don't know what the popular answer is here to be honest like i'll open the floor to you guys and then we can just ask questions and figure it out from there but i would say it's liberating man i think it's i think it's really cool knowing that think about it like when like you, do you guys get excited when you meet someone you know and you want to you want to do all these nice things and then you're like oh shit there might be a commitment involved here and that like make d i'm looking at you that shit might you know <laughs> that, might, that might make you scared you know what i mean you might not want to do it but then they hit you with the no strings attached then what you're you're a lot more in right oh you're, yeah. you're, you're you're a lot more in that's because the outcome doesn't matter no strings attached right it's just about enjoying what happens right now because mm-hmm. what happens afterwards is just kind of dissolved and you know it, it really allows you to let go of these barriers because fear is the biggest barrier i think that all of us have and fear is what just a matter of failure and failure mm-hmm. is just an outcome so if the outcome doesn't matter what's stopping you i love that yeah. i love that breakdown i i i, I kind of I really agree with it too. Luke, you're going to say what? No. I feel like, you know, um, yeah, I, I did leave this topic intentionally vague because I feel like it's very hard to talk about it if it's specific, but, um, I don't know. Like you, you kind of brought up some things there and I feel like, I feel like that's kind of the root of this specifically, right? Because you, you were kind of bringing up this idea of like, okay, you do things and it means things to certain people around you. And then you like, like, let's say you expand it, right? And what you do is really meaningful and it impacts like all of society. And now it has meaning to like more than like just a lot of people. Let's say it has uh, impact to all of humanity, right? But I guess what I'm kind of trying to pose here with this question is this idea that even that to that extent doesn't matter. You know what I mean? Like, even if you were able to accomplish something that was so impactful that for example, let's say in a hypothetical situation, the entire world recognized it, right? 
but it's like, what is the human race in the spectrum of the universe? It's nothing, mm-hmm. right? And what is the universe in the spectrum of time? It's it's it's, it's also nothing. So I'm I'm trying to kind of come at it from an even more abstract level where it's like, no matter what it is, it's like if you're benchmarking what you do against other people or tangible things, I feel like it makes it automatically invaluable because there's always something attached to it. Like there's always an if. There's always like it matters as long as these people who are exposed to it are alive. Mm-hmm. It matters if this industry is relevant. So that's why I'm kind of like posing this question of saying like nothing matters because if there's an if statement, then it means it doesn't matter. So I just wanted to kind of like clarify that point yeah. before we continue with the discussion. Sort of so, thing. you know, yeah. like to your point too, I would, I would definitely add that. I think that there's a threshold, you know, you can, you can okay. go down this rabbit hole a long way, right? Like I, I scratched the surface, you know what I mean? I said, you know, after you die, the things that you accomplish, do they matter or not? You took it a step further and you said, Oh, mm-hmm. like in the grand scheme of the universe, humans don't matter. Yeah. That's demoralizing mm-hmm. as shit. That is demoralizing as shit. And I think that crosses the threshold. You know what I mean? Is it? Yeah. Like, honestly, like if, if every human on, on, on planet Earth, think about it. We're alive today because of something that someone else did in the past. So that means whatever they did mattered because we're alive. You get what I'm saying? It's, it's important. You know, like medical invent. That's if you. Medical invent. That's under the assumption. That's under the assumption that you believe your current life is good. I. Because let's say you believe your current life is horrible, then you would say that. Sure, that's the, that's the, I, that's, the, I guess that's all semantics. I, I, because like yeah. at the end of the day, it's like okay, like you value your life. That's besides the point. I, yeah. I personally believe that you know your life is valuable. You're you're alive, and your your life is valuable. You should experience things as they are. Um, you know, yeah. like I like I'm very sorry to people who don't feel that way about their life, and I'm always open <laughs> to talk. But I I definitely think that <laughs> like like no for real I I I, I think that <laughs> like I'm just saying this is an abstract comment I, a question so like let's not that's fine like, that's fine that's fine I'm just saying <laughs> I, 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 I think yeah. that you know if you're living your life like you know you like yeah. if you, if you didn't think your life was valuable you would have killed yourself by now okay so just that as a baseline mm. you know just things like medical advancements things that save our lives wouldn't you say that those matter because those are things that transcend death. Those are things that, like, I guess, but they don't transcend the 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 timeline of the universe. So that's why I mean, there's a threshold, and when you like go that far, then yeah, yeah nothing, nothing. Then it's demoralizing because no matter what you do in like a million years, yeah, the human race might go extinct. But my answer changes slightly, you know, if the threshold is much lower, like just until you die. I think there's a difference. Okay, so I, I guess you're kind of saying that if I make the threshold that big, there's no point of even talking about this because there's only one answer sort of thing. Like if I'm looking at it so abstractly sort of thing. I think that, yeah, if you look at it on the point where it's like, oh, yeah, we're all going to die. Everything that we do is going to be burned within like a billion, four billion years, whatever the scientific number is right now. Then yeah, of course, nothing matters, right? If everything was going to burn tomorrow, would anything matter? No. I'm saying that's the premise I'm trying to bring forward, right? Nothing matters. Is that good? Is that empowering or is that discouraging? Because I uh, another way I would maybe word this question to you is, does what we do have meaning only if all parties involved can recollect it? Yes. No. And, and okay, I want to come Ooh. in here. Yeah, I I say yes, and Luke, this is my space of ideas. I love this. Like you know, 
Yay. I'm about to go off, guys. <laughs> first <laughs> off, <laughs> first off, coming on the heels of, I believe it was last episode, I was making jokes about God being dead. <laughs> no, yeah. no, no. Specifically, I wrote it down. <laughs> you specifically said, God is more dead than he ever was. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Awesome. So <laughs> making jokes about that. <laughs> and, you know, I got a shout out to one of the master teachers back in the day, Nietzsche. He's definitely one of the proponents of the nihilism, um, I would say, thoughts or the father of nihilism. He is the father of nihilism, and he was the one that made that statement. So I'm glad, like, (laughs) I guess, I don't know, inadvertently, shout Mm -hmm. out to the universe. We're we're going a little bit deeper into this today. And uh, yeah, like, love it. And I'm going to do a pull in Arya in terms of the jackets, and I'm going to pick both of them. It's probably the most empowering thing and the most terrifying Mm -hmm. thing ever. And I love it. Like, I I love to live, like, right there at the border. Like, you know, like, and, and, and like, now, like, I'm going to leave, like, super esoteric things and come down to earth a little bit, I think. Like, in terms of just knowing that nothing matters, man, it's probably one of the most empowering things to me ever. Meaning, or why is it? Because only what I do and what I think matters, which is why my ego probably needs some help, right? <laughs> you know what I mean? Like living in that, I, I literally live in that world, or at least I try my best every day to live in that world that says, if I don't think it's important, it really isn't important. And you guys can understand, you guys be my friends, can understand how that affects my life because you guys have probably seen it in like real life. Like, he really just doesn't care about this shit. And he probably maybe should. You know what I mean? So in that sense, like, I understand, like, yo, if it doesn't, like, if I don't, like, if I can't, if someone can't explain it to me now, maybe if they do explain it to me later, it will become important to me. But as long as I can't see value in it, like, it doesn't matter to me. I don't think it's important, right? And, and I think, like, that applies on a very broad spectrum to, like, everybody, right? Like, you start talking about value systems and all that shit, and that's where... And now, on the other end of it, like, it's extremely terrifying. Because, you know, everyone speaks about... And, like, you know, I like to make fun of this about the kids stuff and saying, like, it's the easiest thing to do, like, in terms of leaving a legacy. Like, just giving birth to kids. And, and like, I make jokes to, like, my coworkers and my friends. And I'm like, yo, like... You know, I want to leave a legacy like bigger than a kid. Like, you know, I want like a highway named after me. Like, you know, I want like, you know, uh, uh, Elon Musk or Howard Hughes or Kanye West, like that kind of legacy where like it spans multiple industries and it spans multiple generations. Right. But then at the end of the day, right, it's like you need humans here to think that for it to matter. Right. If humans aren't here, it doesn't. And it's, it's very interesting because, like, you know, I did shit in physics and it's like, you know, in physics, like, I, you study stuff on the tiniest of scales, which is like quarks and other elementary particles. And you study things on the largest of scales, which is like black holes. You know what I mean? And you understand that our solar system, like, is going to end up in a black hole. Like, you know, it's going to take a couple billion years, but we're going there. <laughs> like, that is, that is, you know fully where we're going we're on a journey into a black hole where everything is going to disappear and we don't know what happens with time right so you know even though you want to live a howard hughes or a kanye west type of legacy or a jay-z kind of legacy on this earth like has an expiry date you know which is you know very convenient which is one of the most human things but in that sense i feel like both of them are a little bit cyclical there it's the fact that you know 
everything has an expiry date that motivates you to do the best you can now. And the fact that, you know, oh, like if I do the best I can now, then I can make the most of like people will say I have used my time, like, you know, my my time before expiry the best, like, you know, and again, I'm saying people will say, right, you know, this is not going to matter. So I feel like, you know, you teeter on the edge and you try and find the way one feeds into the other. Right. And I'll say like, I've taken this to a little bit of an extreme, like in terms of like nihilism, like, you know, like, I don't know, like, I, I think I've announced it on this podcast where it's like, yo, like I've given myself a set date that I want to die, like a set age. And it kind of goes to that same mentality where I'm giving myself an expiry date where I'm saying like anything I do after 60 won't matter. Right. And this is me saying that to myself, right. People, people can do that. Like a lot of people, <laughs> shit don't start to matter until they're after 60. Right. Like for some people. Right. And, and just knowing that I'm hoping, or at least the, 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 the philosophy behind that is I'm hoping that that, even though that's extremely terrifying, giving myself like a cutoff date, I'm hoping that that empowers me into making the most of my time between now and 60. I don't know if like, and I'm bringing this back to nihilism in the sense that nothing matters true but nothing mattering lets you know that okay everything is just gonna end and be destroyed but the hope is that knowing that empowers you to make the most of the time you have now and then i think the other side of nihilism that i kind of want to touch on is it kind of reinforces at least to me the fact that like you know i am the most important creator or the most important creative, or another way to say this is that mm. I'm the God in my life, right? Where I was saying, if it doesn't really matter to me, then it doesn't really matter. Which again, like I said, my ego needs help. Okay, like, I don't know, whatever. <laughs> whatever, it, I might not need help, but like, you know, in terms of relating with other people, it might. But like, you know, like it, it reinforces to me because nothing really matters. Like your opinion doesn't matter. It's only my opinion of your opinion that matters, right? Like in that sense, it kind of, brings things back to the perspective of it's all through my perspective it's all through my eyes nothing really matters you know in that sense but i don't know if that helps that's kind of like my take on nihilism like you know i'm a fan of the philosophy it gets really dark a little bit but i do think that's my interpretation of it i think we've been talking a lot about you know this this whole thing of like nihilism and things not mattering and i think we all converge to one point and it's like, yeah, at the end, nothing matters, right? We, we, we pretty much all agree with that. Everything disappears into like a, a speck of dust, whatever it is. But that makes you matter in the moment. Would you agree with that? That makes you matter because you're able to do the things that you want to do. So what that means, your present, your present moment, the things you want to accomplish right now, they matter the most. So yeah. I don't think it's fair to say nothing matters because... I think it's more fair to say in the end, nothing matters, but what you do right now and how you want to satisfy your life, your goals, your accomplishments, that matters. That will always matter. Whatever yeah. you're doing right now. I think that's a fair request. Like, I mean, I can like, I think I, can push back on it. I do think that's a but, limiting factor, but like, that's a limiting factor. Like I'm willing to like, accept if you get what I mean. Like, I think I, I don't think that nothing matters. I don't think that nothing at all matters. I think because we like think about it. Humans accomplish a lot. You've accomplished a lot. Like to think that nothing at all matters means that you won't have any motivation to accomplish any of those. You see, and and this is what I'm saying. It's like it's not always like that. Like I'll tell you a reason why I think nothing matters. I don't know. Like I'm okay with dying right now. 
I think I've done some good shit. Like, do you get what I mean? Like, I'm okay with that. Like, I won't kill myself, but if I die right now, like, I and like, obviously, like, I was, I remember we spoke about death and death is pretty selfish. Like, it never matters to the person whether they're okay or not. It's always your family and friends. And they're like, oh my God, you they took him from us. What if you wanted to leave, man? Anyways, but all of this saying, like, I'm okay dying right now. It's like, what else? What else is there? It's like, yeah, it's like we're just really, you know, there's nothing new under the sun. We're just going to repeat stuff that people have done for the last 8,000 years, like in a different iteration. Like it's nothing really new. Right. So in that sense, it's like, uh, like even though I was going to do it in a different way or, you know, argument it a little bit, it's like, eh, like I'm good with it. But then knowing that and still keeping that in mind, like that still pushes me to be like, Oh fuck. Since everyone's done it before and since no one really gives a fuck, like that's even more of a reason why I should do it. Cause it matters. Like, you know, like I care, like, you know what I mean? Like, like I can't, like I can do it. Like like, to me. Right. So yeah, that's very important to say that this is my interpretation of it. Right. So yeah, yeah, I think so. Like I can accept that, yo, it matters to humans, like whatever, Mm -hmm. like I can accept that, but you know, at the end of the day, I still yeah. I I think yeah. yeah. My my only point yeah. My only point to that was just I don't think humans do things that don't matter. I think anytime a human does something, they think it matters. Yeah, I think that's the motivation behind it. Whether that motivation is originally caused by yeah. whatever other factor, at the end of the day, that matters to them. It's important to them, and that's the only reason why they do it. I was I was even gonna like kind of come in here and say this that like. You know, I didn't necessarily have a specific intention for this topic, but um, I kind of like had this general idea that, you know, it's both sides. But I would say that to be a healthy person, and again, I don't think like any of us are there yet, is like to fully embrace the balance. Because I feel like um, if you say, you know, everything matters you're the type of person to like you know very 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 harshly like base your perspectives on external perspectives because that's how you would come to that conclusion right and i think that if you think nothing matters um to the extreme like the exact opposite of that it would be like a very very nihilistic perspective where remember how we kind of talked about if any culture has any relevancy there'll be a counterculture Mm -hmm. And the counterculture kind of reinforces that culture. Mm-hmm. To me, that's what that nihilism mm. is. Like you saying, like nothing matters so much is kind of like reinforcing the idea that you want to make it clear to those people that feel like everything matters, nothing matters. It's like you're really trying to push that to them. So I feel like for anyone to have a good balance of both, that's uh, how I think like you actually truly become like. I guess the ideal perspective of like productivity to society, you know, like you have that internal struggle and you always think about those things where it's like, is what I'm doing pleasing to myself and is what I'm doing going to fulfill me. But at the same time, also kind of like understanding these other factors, like obviously society needs to think this is important. Otherwise I can't, you know, make money off it. I can't survive. So like, I guess like um, that's kind of the conclusion I came to while you guys were talking because like, even if you guys listen back on this, man, like we, we covered a, a ton of different perspectives, right? And I think that all of those perspectives are correct. But if you only think one way about those perspectives, mm. then you're probably like down a rabbit hole somewhere. Yeah, no, I, yeah, I couldn't absolutely. agree more. I couldn't agree more. And I think uh, even uh, Nietzsche, when he was talking about it, I think that was where he was trying to drive it. Like he brought up the idea of the Ubermensch. Mm. 
the ubermensch that he called Zarathustra. And it's like, you know, like you said, the perfect man. If we can get that balance of nihilism, like, you know, driving you to, you know, consider everyone's opinion and, and things that matter to society and contributing things that matter to society, then yeah, you can really, you can really do some cool stuff. But yeah, no, yeah. I think great topic. Great, great topic. So, you know, and I'm I'm gonna take a take a hard turn here. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> because needed. needed. Uh, you know, like this topic can can go on for a long time. You know, and I think that we will probably be revisiting it. It just seems like one of those things that we revisit. Um, but D, yeah. you had mentioned some very interesting. <laughs> things you know and i'm trying to get my ra- my head around this properly because i want to i want to find the best way to i don't think there is like a really smooth way to bring it up considering we talked about nihilism but <laughs> you know <laughs> these things don't really don't really match but you said something very important now i want to make one point before so we're going to be using only fans as an example on this but we've already talked about only fans a lot and i mean in maybe a different way so this is not about only fans this is more about the principle behind the example that d is giving through only fans okay yeah. so yeah. let's focus on that when we interpret <laughs> what he says and then we'll go from there so d who which which only fans girl broke your heart this time <laughs> Thanks for the subscription and got nothing, didn't you? <laughs> this is why I nothing am, matters, D. This is why nothing matters. <laughs> I am I am yet to I am yet to purchase an OnlyFans subscription, but who knows? <laughs> Not ruling it out of my future, but. Yeah, so like the scenario I was gonna bring up, like it was something like this is not something I had direct contact with. This was uh, a conversation I had with a colleague, and it was like, okay, essentially a tragedy occurred in some part of the world, right? And um, this is a twenty twenty phenomena, I believe, or I guess something like as of recent. This is a social media phenomena, like you know, tragedy happens in some part of the world. And someone else in a more developed part of the world or, you know, people that have access to that, take it upon themselves to publicize this tragedy and, you know, condemn it. And, you know, like, you know, like in a good way, condemn in a good way and like, you know, bring light to atrocities and evil happening in a particular part of the world. Right. Uh, We usually call these people social justice warriors. You know, like they usually come out and like, you know, be it BLM, be it the NSARS protest in Nigeria, be it like, I don't know, COVID-19. We even had COVID-19 social justice warriors, you know, be it vaccine, like, you know, people just come out and they show like, you know, oh, sorry, there was the Asian hate as well. Right. Mm-hmm. There's, there's all BLM. these, all these BLM, yeah, I mentioned all those, you know, there's all these like, you know, social justice movements and. And it's always, it always comes from like certain people that come to highlight it. So what I'm speaking about specifically was, uh, excuse me here, someone in, I believe Pakistan or somewhere around that area got uh, murdered brutally. And, uh, I guess, you know, the law system doesn't work as it should. And the person does, you know, um, there was a possibility of the person who committed the murder from going off and, uh, someone else, you know, from the Western hemisphere who's also of uh, the origin where this tragedy occurred, took it upon themselves to go on Instagram because the person who the tragedy occurred to was a close friend 
or maybe not a close friend, they attended school together at some point and was, you know, creating videos on Instagram and, you know, just like literally being the live feed for what's going on with this case and with this trial and with, uh, you know, what was going on with the person that occurred, the tragedy and their family and things like that, right? And basically using this platform, this person gained a bunch of followers, which is usually what happens, right? People blow up, you know, from all these social justice movement stuff, whatever, and uh, gained a bunch of followers. And, you know, obviously, like a lot of these social movements, they last like six months and then they're gone, right? They might resurface again because, you know, such as like evil, <laughs> like it always goes and comes back. But like essentially, like, you know, a lot of the outrage and a lot of the fuel like kind of dies down, right? So essentially what happened was the person who brought this tragedy to light on Instagram gained all of these followers. And don't get me wrong, I guess people like, People don't usually like unfollow whatever, but like your engagement would go down or whatever that the case may be. So this person got like, you know, tragedy dies down. I guess person was in prison. I'm not sure. Please don't call me here. Uh, but essentially the whole thing died down. Now this person is on their IG with 18K followers, cannot pay their rent or is going through oh. some specific financial difficulties, can't hold down a job. Like, you know, life happens, shit happens. And she's like, wait, I have 18k followers. How do I monetize this? <laughs> right? Oh, now, hello. now keep in mind, show them still- titties. <laughs> I'm now seeing the uh, show them titties. I'm now seeing the connection because I was gonna say this. Aria started by saying we're gonna be talking about OnlyFans, mm-hmm. and then you immediately jumped into. <laughs> There are freedom fighters <laughs> in certain just, areas. <laughs> in this particular case, it was Pakistan. And I'm like, huh? Listen. <laughs> is, there like, is there some like war footage in OnlyFans? Like, is this a category there? Or, no. I don't know. Listen, I had to do the disclaimer. I had to do the disclaimer, okay? Yeah, Let's just yeah. continue. Yeah, no, we have to. Okay, it's, it's connecting yeah, now. That's connecting, what I'm saying. It's connecting. So. Yeah, she's going through some difficulty. She has the 18 grand. And don't get me wrong, she's she's using her platform like it has turned, it has morphed from just this one tragedy to, you know, like like I said, freedom fighting for women, specifically, actually. You know? And she's like, yo, I need some cash, man. Like, you know, freedom fighting is usually, even though it's a great deed, it's a great social deed, you know, it's usually not the most, you know, financially rewarding, right? So, you know, chick, smart girl, she's like, yeah, I'm going to get on my hustle. I'm going to monetize my followers. And guess what? She created an OnlyFans, okay? Titties. 18K. (laughs) Like, you know, a lot of people come here for news on, like, freedom fighting in, you know, South South Asia. So why not just, you know, on my stories, like, you know, put put my OnlyFans link and, you know, ask them if they're interested in some content. Like, you know, they could come check it out. Now. I won't give my opinion on this. I think, okay, actually I will fuck that. I'm totally <laughs> fine with this. I think, I think this is a smart girl. She's like, yo, like, what's up? Like I can make money. There's people on here. And like, if they're going to pay, like, don't get me wrong. Not yeah. all 18 K of them don't have to pay for only fans content, but, uh, if they're going to pay, like, sure. Why not? Like, why not? Like, make I think very, all right. I, I'm going to jump in wait, on yeah, this, bro. Wait, let you, me finish you, it. Like yeah. literally at the end here. Yeah. Yeah. So she's doing that and I'm okay with it. However, there are some people 
and her 18K audience that now believe she's a lot less of a freedom fighter because she has an OnlyFans. There are some people in her group of followers that believe her message and all her good deeds have been diluted just because she has an OnlyFans or because, like, you know, an OnlyFans yeah. is, is being associated with this Instagram account that has been, you know, associated with such great social deeds. And I'm just here, like, asking, like, how do you guys feel about this? Like, you know, she is a freedom fighter. Yeah. Does her OnlyFans page invalidate some, not all, of what she did? Like, where are you guys on this? So I've kind of stated my opinion there. You guys can take yeah. it. Yeah, so... I, I have a couple of things to say about this. Um, the first thing I'll have to say is I have no problem with her starting an OnlyFans. And I, you know, I wish her success, but I'm not surprised that in her effort of starting an OnlyFans, it's resulting in a number of people following her. So let me give you an example. Okay. So before I give this example, I think there are direct correlations and there are indirect correlations. In this case, it would be direct opposites and indirect opposites. And I'll get into it in my example. Let's say I was a fitness influencer and my big thing was on how to clean bulk. Okay. So that was my big thing, right? Like how you can eat quote unquote healthy food and gain weight and muscle. Ultimately, that's the purpose, right? Mm -hmm. And then all of a sudden, it turns out I align with a platform, let's say YouTube, and my contract is specifically that I'm going to be on YouTube making videos that I'm going to be binging unhealthy food. And then meanwhile, this is happening. I'm also preaching this like eat healthy and you can gain weight, but I'm eating unhealthy food and I'm gaining weight, right? So in that example, again, pretty extreme, you can probably see completely why someone would, you know not follow me anymore because my whole platform is on clean bulking and I'm dirty bulking. Mm. doesn't make sense. Mm. Right? So new topic now, let's say I'm clean bulking and I am clean bulking on platforms, but let's say I'm also juicing, mm. right? Let's say I'm also juicing and I let my audience know that now this is kind of a more indirect correlation. Um, I'm still eating healthy and you know, me eating healthy, I probably could also gain mass, Please but I'm also juicing, juicing now. So now, <laughs> uh, I'm, I'm also um, intaking steroids. So whether uh, that's like TRT, growth hormones, whether that's blood doping, whatever it is, I'm, I'm intaking some sort of other substance to gain more muscle, right? So that's what I mean. Yeah. There's direct correlations and then there's indirect correlations. A direct correlation that's opposite in this scenario is let's say she starts preaching the complete opposite political stance. Then it makes complete sense why these people would lose followers. The indirect correlation here is this. Being a quote-unquote political figure, I think most people would agree that this has a certain level of professionalism, right? And I would also argue that when it comes to being professional, that probably doesn't align with showing near naked. I don't know if she has fully naked photos, but like near naked photos of herself. I I hope hope she does. In my opinion, that doesn't align. You know what I mean? (laughs) So I could give even a smaller example. I'm, I'm working in a professional field. I'm working in a marketing field, but even when I make a spelling mistake or a grammar error on an email, that's something a client will potentially be very offended by. That doesn't relate directly to the SEO marketing services I'm offering them. has nothing to do with that. I don't write any of their content. The only type I'm writing to them is I'm emailing them directly. Their customers never hear from me. But why is it that still my client might get offended by me? Because there's an indirect comparison. 
I'm supposed to be a professional and I can't even spell and I can't even use grammar. Now imagine if I was posting naked photos of myself. <laughs> well, how would my client feel about that, right? So again, I'm not saying that she's wrong in doing this. I'm just saying that I'm not surprised. As a marketing manager, I will tell her, if you want to advance your political campaign, this is a horrible idea. But if you want to make more money for yourself, I wouldn't necessarily think this is a horrible idea. So that's my stance on this. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm right in the same wheelhouse as Luke in the sense that like this, she's when she decided to to be an activist, she decided to become a politician, and you know there is there's weight that's that's associated with that, man. There's there's a lot of weight associated with that because you're a figure now. And you're in, you're in like Luke, you know this because you're in marketing, right? But you're in a position to receive awareness, public funding, perhaps. I don't know, sponsorship's the right word when it comes to politics. I guess funding still falls. I don't know, it's just funding, right? But it's like you have a brand that you've built, you know, and it's a very serious topic. And your followers have very serious motivations. And I don't think that, first of all, I'm not mad at what she did. I like good for her, right? Like, I really don't care. You know, she wants to do it. Like, I have nothing against her doing it. But in what she's built for herself, she's built a brand, right? And it is just not a smart strategic move to set up an OnlyFans when you are the public figurehead of this brand that you've created. It just, it's, there's associations with it, right? It's like, there's, there's connotations, negative or positive. And like Luke said, you can't be surprised that people aren't willing to follow your cause anymore because they feel like your mind is on something Mm -hmm. other than what they had originally signed up for, right? They didn't follow you because they wanted to see you nude. They followed you because they want to see you continue to freedom fight. And I'm not saying that she's probably not doing that. You know what I mean? But, you know, it's, like you can't you you, you can't you can't add, do both and you can't yeah you can't add an extra yeah. ingredient into the mix and have both of them at a hundred percent right like one is gonna have to take mm-hmm. from the other you know now it's fifty fifty or seventy thirty whatever it is you're gonna have to sacrifice some time that's just how things mm-hmm. work so to that regard I don't think she made the wisest decision just because it seemed like she had a really good thing going for her and even if she we wanted to set up an owner pardon. No, it was paying her. So was it really with eighteen thousand dollars? Eighteen thousand um, followers. I just that's not I, that much. Yeah, man. Not, I just think I that's just think she thing. wasn't utilizing it properly. I think much. she could have utilized it like on brand. All I'm saying is this: I think that there's a there's things she could have done that were on brand, but she didn't. Yeah. And there's nothing wrong with that either because she needed money. I get that. I absolutely get that. But she has kind of sunk her brand with this. Like there's there's nothing she can do about that. Yeah, 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 and 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 I like I like the perspective that you guys are giving. Like it's it's the I know I'm not disappointed in her, <laughs> I'm not angry at her. I'm just not surprised that she's losing like you know followers. Yeah. And I, and I think and I think that's 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 very important. Like I think that's a very important perspective. But I do want to like you know peel this onion like at least one more layer down, and say like I think. This comes a little bit, I feel, I would say this, I feel like if this wasn't like online where people would repeatedly like see this or like, you know, have, be able to reference this, it might've occurred a little bit differently. I like how you guys compared her to politicians and like, 
I like I feel like politicians and sex scandals go hand in hand, right? <laughs> I don't know, like in real life, right? Like in, in that sense. And this is like abstract, indirect comparison, right? And saying like, oh, like, you know, that's that's a little bit associated. And like I can see how that goes. But more deeper saying like, oh, like I think the online factor and shit being referenceable is the big part to play with this is oh, yep. I, I don't know. I, I disagree with that, but right? Because it's not, like the not only on reason the, why not this on, is public is because... Like, I was going to say, like... No, because I, I, I... Hold on, hold on, hold on. Do you, do you finish your thought? Okay. Yeah, like, just not on the political, not on that comparison. I was going to say, like, I think, like, the issue here is the, the, the social media following, where it's, like, when you create a quote-unquote brand, it's not expected to be real anymore. It's just expected to be, like what we want to see a certain yeah, way like a certain way it's it's like once you create a brand you've created a box you know what i mean and i feel like this is what artists don't know like politicians activists and they're always trying to be like oh fuck i want to like the fans put me in a box and i'm trying to get out of it it's like no nigga you put you put yourself in that box right so like i feel like that's i feel like once you create a brand you create a box and once you're in that box no one expects you to live real life anymore right people only expect you to live in that box and like i guess the reason why i brought it up was because like you know, the, the context of the person that was telling me the story was like, before she created this OnlyFans, she hit up all her classmates and was like, yo, like, even though I have this brand and you guys probably think I'm doing well, <laughs> I'm really not. I don't have a job. I don't have this. I don't have this, blah, blah, blah. And like, before she went to create that OnlyFans. But in this, why I'm bringing that up is like, that's real life. That's the real life part of it. Like, even though on IG, I'm, I have access to all these people. Like, like in real life, I'm really suffering. Like, and I'm not, and like, it's like, yo, once you create that brand and once you create that box, it's like, no one wants to hear that. No one actually cares about that. <laughs> like, Whoa. like people just so, want you to be the girl that reports on the per tragedy in Pakistan. You know what I mean? Like, but yeah, that was, wait, there's, 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 a, there's lot, a lot, happening. there's a lot, there's, there's a lot. Like, all I'm saying is there's a lot, bro. Cause it's like, there's, there's one thing there, which is like, if you have a brand, you can't step out of it, which I think is, you know, it's, it's very valid, right? It's like, um, but that's the purpose of brands, because if you go wide, you can't capture anything. You got to go narrow to capture anything. True. Right? The wider you go, the less strength you have. The more narrow you go, the more strength you have. And as you say, the more strength you have, the more the repercussions of going outside of that boundary is. Mm -hmm because that's the brand you have, mm -hmm. right? But then there's also, I feel like other things you're touching upon here, which is like, number one, you can be influential on social media, but not actually have real tangible impact in real yep. life. I think that's another thing. And then you're also talking about this idea that, you know, um, even though you know, you're doing really well, you might actually not be doing well financially. And I think those are completely different things in a way, right? Like to touch upon and, and one more the thing. first thing, which is like yeah, the, the, the political yep. stuff, like, if she wasn't potentially in politics, like this wouldn't necessarily be a big no, I'm saying deal. If she was so in politics, there, right? which wasn't like IG, like the scandal would come or her being on OnlyFans wouldn't matter. It wouldn't be as big yeah. of a deal if it was in real yeah. life. So to address that point first, like it's two completely different things because yeah. a scandal is not something you're trying to profit off of. Like OnlyFans has to be public because it's something you're trying to profit off of. JF Kennedy in his sexual scandals 
Those are not things he was making money off of. Those are things he was spending money on and he had to spend additional money on to cover it. Fair enough. So it's two completely different things. You get to be private if you're paying for a service that's completely different from trying to get paid. You know what Fair I mean? Enough. And I'm sure if a very famous politician for some reason were a billionaire messaged her and was like, yo, let's go do some like not very politically relevant things and you, things you don't want to broadcast onto real life and I'll pay you a million dollars. I guarantee you, she wouldn't have done this whole thing mm. and nothing would have happened. She would have continued with her political regime. The point is she was trying to profit. No one desired her. So that's why she got exposed. The nature of OnlyFans is public, right? Second thing is on the social media follow thing, just because you have followers doesn't mean you are doing well. Absolutely agree on that. And this is why I always say there's a very difference. There's a difference between building a brand and building virality. Virality cannot be replicated in most cases. It's a one-time thing. Building a brand is replicatable because you're understanding what it is you're doing. What she accomplished there was virality. I can guarantee you this. I have no idea who you're talking about, and I have no idea of the specific incident you're talking about, but I guarantee you this was not the first time she talked about any sort of incident. I guarantee you she does this frequently. This is only the first time where it was viral. So that's the difference there. She never understood how to make herself viral. It, she was just trying a bunch of things, and this one worked. Mm -hmm. That's a very different thing from having a very calculated plan on how to achieve virality. Completely different. That's building a brand. Becoming viral, completely different, right? This was done by luck. And my last thing, which is completely separate from anything you're, you've even talked about, is, bro, just because there are some people making money on OnlyFans <laughs> does not mean you can. I want to be so serious about this, bro. I will tell you this for a fact, bro. I will tell you this for a fact. Oh, like it is OnlyFans has a has like such a high risk reward curve that like unless you fit that curve, it doesn't make sense. Let me give you an example. For a porn star, OnlyFans is a no fucking brainer. There are naked videos of them. So if I can charge money to get additional naked content out, that's great. But also guess what? Their audience already going for them because they're naked so already they have the target audience in mind and then they also have the type of content in mind their audience that's existing is looking at that the perfect demographic but just because you're an attractive person and you have a popular instagram page does not mean you're a right fit for instagram mm. sorry for uh for for only fans let's say your instagram content is art content and you're an attractive female that doesn't necessarily mean you're going to be successful on OnlyFans. The people weren't following you for that in the beginning, mm. right? Like if you were just a traditional model, I can see you going towards OnlyFans. And then we get to the people who have less than 10, 100K followers. Bro, I've worked on the marketing side. I can tell you this for a fact. If you have less than 100,000 followers, you are not getting good sponsorships. Mm. Like I'm telling you this for a fact, you're getting sponsorships or you're getting paid hundreds for multiple posts. Mm. If you have under 10,000, uh, hundred thousand. So like if you're under a hundred thousand, like I, I hate to say this, man, but like you're not going to be making a living. Like it doesn't work like that. You know what I mean? So I feel like it's a combination of factors. Number one, she had the wrong audience. She had the wrong targeting. She had the wrong size of audience. And I'm not surprised at all. By the way, I also wouldn't be surprised if her OnlyFans fails terribly. And now everything she's worked towards fails. Mm. Because like as, as cynical and as horrible I'm being right now, I'm not surprised. You know what I mean? Like this makes perfect sense to why 
she led to failure. <laughs> I want to maybe jump in here because D, you said something important. And oh shit, hold on a second. Wow, that's always that always feels good, man. When you go on a whole rant and then the other person just doesn't even acknowledge your rant. Like, <laughs> it, was, it was a great rant. It was a great rant. Yeah, Luke, was, I think you dropped was, some bars there, by the way. Like, yeah, I you definitely you did. I just I just didn't say anything because you said everything that needed to be said. That was pretty much it. It was like I was quiet. I was pin drop silence if you didn't notice because you were saying some good shit. But I I was because I was trying to remember what uh, D had said as well. It was something along the lines of, you know, you put yourself in a box when you create a brand, and it's interesting you mentioned that, right? Traditionally, the look on branding and marketing is what you you know you have brands that companies create to sell products, services, whatever it is, and then there's this thing that. This used to be a more popular term, but now it doesn't matter, this term, but it used to build a personal brand, you know? Mm. And celebrities from a long time ago really opened the floodgates on this one, right? But slowly over the years, there's a convergence of like your business brand and your personal brand are one and the same. And we see Mm. that today. That's mm-hmm. what we see today. That's what we see mm-hmm. with these OnlyFans. That's what these see with these Freedom Fighters. That's what you see with these, you know, uh, hell, even Luke, like like your brand. You know, you're 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 a cook. You know, lactose soy milk is you. You are Yi Yang Lu. You know what I mean? So it's not. First of all, it's not a bad thing. You know, at a baseline, it's not always a bad thing. It can be sometimes. Clearly, in this case, it has been. You know the 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 example that you've given us, um, mm-hmm. and that's just because. You know, you, you mentioned like you put yourself in that box. Well, yeah, like you create a brand because you feel strongly enough about something. Mm. You know, you create a brand because there's a message that you want to convey. You're dedicated to it. You're dedicated to it. And you wish to see it succeed. You know, a lot of people who create these brands, they would give their lives to make sure that it kept running. But it mm. seems like in this case, she very willingly took it down. And I can't blame her, right? It's, I don't think she's a marketer. Um, and you know, she needed money. That was, that was pretty much it. Right. But it's like, you kind of tie yourself into a hole when you associate your personal brand with the brand that you're trying to build and create something out of, mm. you know? Mm. So I think you touched on something. I don't know, it's, yeah. It's a very complicated issue, right? Because you know, it's, you can relate this back to like a number of things, like how work-life balance for all, for all I know, mm. right. It's like, mm-hmm. you need separation. Do we ask for this in our line of work? But yeah. You know, when it comes to building Instagram ads and like, sorry, brands and like being an influencer and blah, 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 it seems like no one really cares about that. But there is a real, real issue because you give up a lot of personal freedoms because now you everything you do has to be aligned with your brand because you made the decision to make it your brand your personal brand is your is your complete brand there's no separation there so it's like in her case but like i said i'm not upset at all but i also don't feel any sympathy for her right this mm. is like i said it's a poor strategic business decision poor. you made. Yeah. you know it's yeah. a piss poor decision like any i think anyone could have told you that this is probably a bad idea but you know she needed to do what she needed to do I mean, I don't know. You know, yeah. I mean, like, I'm not no. in her shoes, right? Like, I can't tell her what she should have done, so I'm not even going to try and do that. But like, if you're bringing up the topic, I'm going to tell you what I think. Like, was the result what of I the want. decision? Yeah, and I yeah. think it was yeah. just poor planning. I I really love I, go Luke, please go. Yeah, I mean, you know, for me, at the end of the day, it's just all about you know, like I'm someone who's in marketing, right? So mm. it's like 
for me, I'm, I'm very passionate about um, setting your message straight, right? And the way the marketing world works is like, you really only have one shot. And what I mean by one shot is it's not based on your influence. It's honestly more based on the audience's influence. But the moment your audience starts thinking away about you, to be completely honest, it's it's so difficult for you to switch that perception. And I don't think creators or just people understand that, but it's like, and even companies, mm. right? It's like the moment someone attaches a certain adjective to your company, that's in many ways, most likely not going to change for the rest of their lives. Mm. Like unless something tr- giant happens or multiple good things happen over a very long time, that will never change. And it's like, I guess that's my main, like, like, um, offering here, yeah. right. Where it's like, yeah, whatever it is that you're trying to target, make sure that you have the right vibe for it. You have the right audience for it. And that you're capable of delivering at the end of the day, because without all of those factors, and even with all those factors, you're most likely going to fail just because of the sheer volume there is out there. And without those factors, in my opinion, there's no way you can succeed in, in, in the majority of cases. So, yeah, that's the last little tidbit I have to offer on this. Yeah. Do you want to uh, wrap things wanna, up on this? Yeah, I want to wrap things up as well, because I, I really love like the perspective both of you guys gave on this. Like, Luke, man, you know, I don't know. Okay, no, I do know. Like, you're such an expert and I think we're so lucky to have you here. Like just because Luke is an actual like marketer, like, like he studied this shit in university, like and graduated, like with like some great grades in this shit. Like, like Luke is basically a professor of social <laughs> no, the media. Fuck he didn't. <laughs> wait, no, wait, whatever. If I remember like, his just... words specifically, it's C's and D's get degrees. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm... <laughs> oh my god! I'm a, I'm a, I'm a C's and B's oh my god. kid, okay, bro. Fuck. Let's not throw people under the bus here. But what I was trying to say is, um, like you're like a professor of like Instagram and like social media. Like, like th- this man like really understands like the way shit works. And I feel like that really came out in the way you explained it, like in terms of like strategy and like all this shit. Like, you know, a lot of people just come here and, and they make a couple viral posts and now they're a marketer and a strategist and a social media. Like this man actually went to school for this shit and works for like a marketing firm where he does this like on a daily for a living. So like your perspective on this was like, it was so spot on. I love the way you broke it down. And then like Arya coming in, like, you know, speaking about like just the box and the separation of personal and work. Oh man, fuck. Like that was like music to my ears, honey to my t- tongue. Like that was like, it was so beautiful. Like, and I really do think it's lost. And I think for like a topic later, Luke, I'd love for you to like discuss that because I do think it's gone completely and i do think like there's a, an aspect to it where the most powerful brands are the ones where it's both like you know the work and the personal but like it's also like you know so it's, it's really dicey so just love the perspective both of you brought on this and you know shout out to the yeah. chick that was freedom fighting i personally like my politicians to be sexy but i'm assuming like the rest <laughs> of the world doesn't but yeah so like good luck to oh I'm, i am for <laughs> sure not subscribing to our only fans. <laughs> 
<laughs> so yeah, shout out to her. But yeah, <laughs> I definitely no doubt. I need listen. I'm just saying I'm sorry, this right now. Like, <laughs> I need my politicians to be ugly as shit because oh, I need man. my judgment to not be clouded. They need to oh, be man. ugly as fucking brick, bro. I wanna <laughs> I wanna look at them and have my penis retract into my body. Oh, man. <laughs> so. Like before we move on to community highlights, I want to just give a spark notes version of this like whole branding thing. But it's like, man, you know, at the end of the day, I think the most important thing about branding is consistency and how you achieve consistency or one of the methods and the easiest method is authenticity, right? Mm-hmm. I understand that's not a real word. I, I accidentally used this in work and then they corrected me and they said, what did they say? They said, um, you said authenticity is not a word. I thought it was a word. Is it a yeah. word? It is a word. Authenticity yeah, is 100% is, a word. Man, fuck. <laughs> okay, anyway. I know what you said. No, 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 no. Genuine, genuinity or genuineness is not a word. Genuinity, yeah. Genuinity is not a word. Authenticity, authenticity, right? All I mean to say is this. Like, like, just even taking our three wise guy brand for a like example, you know? Our brand isn't like big, but we're very authentic with it, which is why we can be consistent. Like we never lie. Like if we fuck up and a video can't come up, we don't say, oh, sorry, the power went on in our street. It's literally like Luke fucked up the audio or D fucked up the audio or Aria fucked up the audio, right? That's the reason why we can be authentic because we don't lie about ourselves. And the byproduct of not lying about ourselves is we can continue to do this effortlessly. Like we never have to remember the lies we tell. We never have to remember the specific time in which we made up some shit in which this is how brands crumble, right? Like they always try to um, find an intermediary. They always try to like make their audience happy. The unfortunate part about our brand is if our audience doesn't like what we do, they're going to be unhappy. (laughs) You know what I mean? Because we can only do what we do. And like, I think that's the most important part of our brand. Like just taking ourselves as an example, when we fuck up, we're very transparent with it. Sometimes we don't put out the best content, but that doesn't make us shy about putting out content. That's just who we are, right? And I think ultimately, if you're going to make it as a brand, that's essential, just being authentic to yourself. Now, with that being said, our brand is also a case study because we are being authentic and obviously we aren't seeing like insane growth, right? So this is also a message out there to say, you know, just because you are being authentic, that doesn't mean you're going to achieve success. You have to be smart about your authenticity as well. Um, but yeah, you know, I just wanted to kind of provide that as a spark notes because um, at the end of the day, people always try to make a brand that they think is cool. They think is viral. They think fits the time. But the, what actually achieves success is things you can replicate over a very long period of time. And for me, the secret formula to that is authenticity. Love it. But yes, let us move on to community <clears throat> highlights. Um, Go for it. T- today, I want to give two quick shout outs. Um, I want to shout out our boy, um, Black Chains. Mm. He dropped his first full album, um, First Impressions. And man, I'll be honest, bro. Like, you know, lots of people in our network make music. And we always support it, right? Because we, we we really rate the effort. But genuinely, I actually love this album. Like, 
Oh, there's no way for me to say it and knock, not a come out as like kind of a diss, you know what I mean? Like towards other people, but I will say this, like, uh, like, I'm not going to lie about like how I feel. Like I did really like this album, this black chains album. I actually genuinely listened to from beginning to end. And there's some tracks that I have been listening to for the past few days. I want to give special shout outs to hell. Yeah. And all black love those two tracks. And then my very last shout out is going to be a for a food spot. I want to give a shout out to Sansote Ramen. Um, fucking love that place. Yeah, baby. Um, <laughs> Sansote Ramen is my favorite type of cuisine too because it has a combination of paying respects to tradition with the tonkatsu broth, but also applying modern techniques. Which is why their their best ramen, in my opinion, is the Kansu tonkatsu block which has like the tonkatsu broth, yes. but also like a black garlic oil, which is like very untraditional. So I like that merger, you know, of like traditional techniques and modern techniques. Yeah. So those are to my two shots. I love the tonkatsu black. It is my favorite ramen within an ear <laughs> so good. It is so good. It is so good. Love it. D. Yes, yes, yo. I am back. Uh, first recommendation, some white shit, or I guess some African-American shit. Silk Sonic. They yes, dropped man. an evening with Silk Sonic. Loved it. Listened to it on Sunday. I was just dancing. Loved the vibe. Uh, we already brought them up. Wait, did we did we bring this up last weekend? Last episode? We did. Maybe? Like we uh, Smoking out the window. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, but not the an evening with Silk. Yeah, yeah they, dropped, the they dropped an evening with Silk, so please check that out. Yeah. I, I like it. Whoa, but also, like, what a, what a duo. What a fucking what a duo. duo. Oh yeah, yeah. Like, these guys are incredible. Like, you together. know what I mean? I, I remember when I, I I I don't know about you guys, but like Bruno Mars and Anderson Park is, I feel like a duel that no one would have thought about. Yes. But if anyone gave it some thought, they literally fit perfect. That sense. is it makes, I, it makes right. Like I agree with that. Like so, no one I would have never thought of them being together, but them being together just makes so much sense. So yeah, yeah love that. Love you know the, you know like, leave the door open came in at six hundred and. 30 million streams on Spotify. 630 million streams. I still listen to it. So, yeah. 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 No, it's, it's and, like, please give them a look. Like, love, love the, the album. Love the vibe. I love how it makes you feel something. Like, you know, it makes you feel, it's not like you're just playing music. It makes you feel like you're actually like listening to them perform a little bit. So that's <laughs> them. Um, <laughs> Uh, another album I will be recommending, uh, The Cavemen. I've given them a couple shout-outs. Uh, I've shouted yeah. out their Roots album in the past. They are back with a new album now, and it's called Love and High Life. And, yeah, it's pretty dope. All right. Yeah, well, um, Cavemen, their first album was pretty old. It was, like, 2018, 2019, but I only got put on, like, in 2020. And I only like brought it to the light of the podcast in 2021, but this new album like came out. I think that's gross, week. bro. Yeah, I'm sorry. Well, but no, yeah. it's it's great, wait, great, wait, great, great recommendation. Do you know, do you know why it's gross? <laughs> wait, but wait, do you know do you know why I'm saying this is gross? And I, this is something I kind of want to talk about when Ola comes onto the podcast. Is like, you know, there was a time where like a three year gap for an album was not anything strange mm-hmm. at all. Mm-hmm. Can we normalize that? You know Can I mean? we normalize that? I, I don't understand why there's this whole notion of like, yo, you got to drop an album ideally every year. Like 
river stretching it once every two years because like you know what i mean it just doesn't like make that much sense it's like i don't know like if artists want to put out music they should but they shouldn't be forced yeah, to yeah uh, and i think how it, how, how new are these guys if i if i can ask do you know they are pretty new. We, yeah, me and Arya know them through you. They are pretty new. They are pretty okay. new on the Nigerian scene. I'd say they came out, like, their first album, uh, The Roots, was my first time hearing about them. I think that was their debut album as well. So That was their first album? I believe so. The Caveman. Yeah, so, yeah. like, their, their debut album was their first album, and it shook. It shook shit up. Mm-hmm. And, they like, it was aged. It was timeless music. It's kind of like... Uh, you know, like it didn't, I guess when it first dropped, people didn't realize what it was. And then it just kept on building and building and mm-hmm. like, and like it erupted. And now like, you know, they just, they just went again and went in again and like, you know, topped on that. So if I could maybe provide my insight into this, but I know that this is, I've heard that this is generally a popular practice within the music industry, but especially new artists these days, because, you know, it's so accessible to post and so many people are putting out songs every single day, right? Like you need to keep up, especially if you're new. Mm -hmm. So a lot of them before they go public and before they're, they're ready to go. And this is kind of a strategy that like Rahil and I were, were, were trying to put into place, but they basically bank up a vault of music. Mm. So they have albums, on deck you know or songs ready to go so they'll like release one and they don't necessarily need to make any more from scratch they have a lot that they can either improve on and just maybe produce a little bit in between so i think that's why this whole idea of releasing albums so quick one behind another especially for newer artists that's just what i'm assuming is happening with the cavemen um that's generally the strategy because it allows you to have stuff on demand. You build up a repertoire quickly and you get the views in quickly. And then, you know, when they trail off, they, they mature a little bit in their game. They realize that some of their older songs might not be too relevant anymore. That's when we start to see them take longer pauses and when their fan base starts to get rowdy because of it, because that's not what they're used to, which is what happened with Isaiah Rashad, which is what happened with Frank Ocean. So mm-hmm. it's like, I think that's where this is mainly coming. We don't need to get into this, but I'm like, that's where I think that all of this is coming from to answer like yeah. to Luke's concern. Yeah. And, and Hey man, I, I don't like, I love the music. <laughs> like just oh, keep yeah. making yeah. great music and keep dropping yeah. it. Like until you make more, I'll listen to the old ones. Like, you know, so caveman. Absolutely. And then I have uh, a couple singles and I'm gonna make this quick just cause we went up. Uh, so uh, sip by Joe boy. It's a pretty dope single. Uh, please check that out. And then uh, Ozumba Mbadwe by Ricardo Banks. Um, that's another pretty dope single that's out right now. So, yeah, go check those two out. And, yeah, that's it for me. All right. Um, I have a couple recommendations. Um, I recommended a song by Grip uh, a week or two ago, I think. Um, I don't know if you guys remember that one, but Grip is just basically, um, he's an up and comer out of Atlanta. He has this nickname, or it's not like, it's just like, this is chatter. I read a couple articles or whatever, but apparently he's the next great storyteller of out of Atlanta. 
Atlanta's next great storyteller. I think that's what it was. Anyways, his music is really good. Um, I think I, yeah, I recommended No Mas a little while ago, but then I found Peaks and Pitfalls. He just has like a lot of other really good stuff too. So definitely go check him out. He just has a grungy voice that, that carries the beat. Uh, BJ the Chicago Kid. Uh, he dropped uh, an album actually. Oh, no, sorry. It was a single, um, but there was like three songs on the single. So it was more like an EP. Um, you know, I just realized that <laughs> I, no one else is here. I'm just talking to myself. <laughs> and yeah, that's okay. The audience is with me right now, as you guys can see. It's just me talking to uh, a cabinet and a wall, but that's all right. Uh, uh, Smooth, that was the name of the song. So definitely go check that one out. Um, and then I also wanted to recommend I Deserve by Smino and Nos. Uh, not like Nos, like the rapper Nos, but like NOS, like Nitrous Nos. Um, this was just such a crazy, like rhythmic, groovy song that I, uh, I I couldn't ignore it. And actually, I think Luke and I were listening uh, in the car on this as well. Um, it was a really, really great song. And then... Bro, I love it's that. It's a great song. song. It's a great song. I posted I posted it on my story on Friday when it came yeah. out. And then I also want to shout out Young King, Malls Monday, and Mick Jenkins. Um, that was I think that was also a 2021 drop, but that one was really good. It's just hip hop, just straight up like you know how Mick Jenkins is, you know? And it's like recently some of his projects I I've been kind of like on the edge of it, but this one I was I was really happy um yo get off this podcast and then that's that's pretty much it i have a couple more but i'll save them for next week um ladies and gentlemen thank you for for tuning in this is our first episode with video so uh i hope that you're not terrified by um you know our faces minus d's i don't know d uh you know what no who is this character you need to give this character a name i'm sorry i'm not leaving this alone I, I really don't know have a name for this character yet, but but please feel free, uh, audience and my co-hosts to come up. With my me. vote is Niawo. No, <laughs> I don't want it associated with anything to do with real. Yeah. What about um? We we had the most serious topics today, and I couldn't help but just feel like I wasn't able to take D seriously with the mask. <laughs> I, I feel like I feel like you should you should be called like. Matcha no milk honey. <laughs> how about we just? Hey, how about we just? I'm with it. Can we just call you Mr. Man shit? Do you, do you know? Do you know why I'm with it? No, I'm, I'm like with both too. of it. I actually ordered matcha no milk honey today this morning. So, <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah, bro. Guess what? I, I I got your order. Anytime. I don't like this. I don't like how I was being roasted for shopping earlier, and then this is D's <laughs> order. This is what he comes out with. I don't like this at all. You know, I'm gonna remember this. So D's order, D's order wasn't present earlier on in the conversation. I don't give a fuck. Just go. I will not forget this. I will not forget this. This surfaced in Ottawa. The last time and I, had to, <laughs> I had to go make your stupid order and you didn't, it, was, it wasn't even right. You didn't even like it. I don't know. You got me a matcha latte, but I want a matcha just like green tea, no milk with honey. Oh, excuse me. I'm sorry about that. I'll, I'll keep that in mind. Anyways, ladies and gentlemen, thank you for listening to this mess of an outro. Um, <laughs> we love you. Thank you for, for listening. And until next time, one love. One love. Mwah.
Thank mm-hmm. you.